Welcome to NDTR Spotlight, the corner of the internet where NDTR shine. I'm your host, Marie Lorraine. Today, our interview, I, I'm excited about all of the ones that we have, but this one in particular, we have someone who specializes in tutoring for the NDTR exam and has an incredible like resume of things that she has accomplished in the time that she's been a DTR. So she is a registered diet technician and a certified nutrition certified holistic nutritionist. So we're going to dig into what the other credentials about. She also has a associate's degree in applied science and here this things that she has done, which you will ask about every single one of them. She has had the opportunity to speak in Minnesota nutrition and dietetics annual conference. She also designed the new product logo for Wisconsin Academy of nutrition and dietetics. She is a part of a team for Pearson's for developing or working on questions for the NDTR exam. So I mentioned she was a tutor and she also has a foot in that development of the exam. So if you want tutoring for the NDTR exam, I think she is your tutor to go to because she understands the ins and outs of the complicated and difficult exam that the DTR exam, that the DTR test is. She also is a mom of two beautiful children and she does a lot of traveling and on top of all of that, she is going to be opening up a new private practice business online. So Becca has a lot of things going for her and I'm super excited to get into this interview. So if you are studying for the DTR exam, if you're a student thinking about the DTR exam, I encourage you, please listen to this whole um, podcast or watch the whole podcast and follow Becca. She is, since October, since we started this podcast, she's the only DTR I have found who is doing tutoring for that exam. It's very hard to find specific material for the DTR exam. And Becca might be your go-to resource for that. We're gonna dive into it and talk to her. Becca, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, yes, I'm, we've worked, our schedules have been so confusing these last couple of months. So it's nice that we're finally together and able to talk. So before we dive into how amazing your career as a DTR has been, where did it start? How did you find out about this credential? Um, so initially, I actually started school for nursing back in 2008. And it just, it was so difficult. Um, it was something I wanted to do since I was four. But the anatomy and physiology classes are so intense. Um, and I took some time to kind of redirect, reposition. And eventually I did kind of come across nutrition and dietetics through different avenues that what you eat affects your health. And I never had made that connection before. So it was like a whole new world of opportunity and a way to help people. Um, nutrition prevention was really the key phrase that opened the door for me. And I wanted to pursue that. So I looked into local schools in my area and I started plugging away at it right away. Yes, that's a familiar, a familiar story, not liking nursing and then coming over to dietetics. I love it yeah. because it's just a different way of helping people and it just says it's, it's very effective. So how was the process of the exam and, and getting your feet working as a DTR? Um, I graduated during the pandemic so it was kind of that, that awkward bridge between transitioning from finishing school online to now studying on my own and really just using myself and all the resources I had to 
dive in and just go after it. I studied for five days and I passed my exam on the first attempt. Um, I was very confident that I would do it. I mean, I think if you tell yourself you can do this and you're, you're equipped, you have the knowledge, you'll pass and you'll be successful. And it was tough. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot to study for, but man, it's such a good feeling to have that under my belt and out of the way. And now I'm able to help other students gain that success as well. Um, and then working, having my credential is just, it feels like a whole new world because people don't look at you like you are a student. They look at you as if you are officially qualified, you're trustworthy, you have the credential and it's, it's so amazing. Yes. Okay. So many things just happened there. Five days for the exam. We have to pause and just talk a little bit about that. And then you mentioned online schooling. So my question for you is how was that online schooling and the internship that you had to do? And how did you feel that equipped you for the tests and studying for just five days to take it? Yeah. Um, my internship, my clinical, I finished my first round in person with MPS, Milwaukee Public School District. And then as soon as I finished, we went into shutdown. So I got very lucky that it worked out that way. My virtual internship or clinical was with the West Dallas Fire Department. And that was a brand new partnership for our school. Um, and this is kind of a little off track, but that clinical opportunity is what turned into my job after I graduated. So it was, it, it's linked, but I wrote a grant proposal between the college I went to and the fire department seeking $35,000 to create a nutrition counseling and education program to help the Milwaukee and West Dallas community. Um, and I know that's kind of not related to the exam, but that's kind of how it tied in. What? No, that's incredible. I'm sure that like diving in and having that experience, because the exam is asking you questions that you, you need to know, you know, for work and whatnot, and to have experience in community that definitely ties, ties a role to it. But so you mentioned working in a fire department for your clinical rotation. And in my brain, I'm not linking them. So what were you doing there? How is that clinical experience? Um, so the West Dallas Fire Department has their community action nutrition program that they started on their own um, to kind of field some of their 911 emergency calls instead of routing everyone to the hospital. They would send a team of specialized EMTs that had some training in nutrition to go to these people's houses, provide basic nutrition education so that they wouldn't have repeat 911 calls. So it was really on the element of nutrition prevention. And that's kind of where we created this bridge of they have the field experience they're in these people's houses and then we have our college program that is working to put out professionals 
that can aid and help in that way. Kind of develop more resources or handouts or videos, recipes, just things that would complement their work and also gain experience for our college students. Yes. Okay. So I know I wanted to talk about the tutoring that you're doing, but this is a whole nother worm we want to dive into for sure. With, I love that you found that opportunity in your internship. A lot of times you hear that with dietitians when they're in the internship, they find that, but it's nice to hear that DTRs also have that ability during the internship to find and create, you know, a job for you to do after. So did you, how did that come about? Did you see the need and decide to find the grant? Did you look for the grant? What was the process in, in the grants that you, that you got? Um, that was 100% my teacher and then coworker. Heidi Cotty, she is a phenomenal RD, and she she saw this need in the community. She became aware of the grant opportunity, and then there was also me, this missing puzzle puzzle piece that needed an internship opportunity, and it all it just fit together so well. So I really have to give props to Heidi for that and allowing me and trusting me that I could do a good job with it. Yes, that's great when you have those mentors and preceptors who are really looking for your best interest and enhancing the, the field of dietetics by pouring into interns. And so the grant, what was the process of writing that grant? Because this is just the realm of community nutrition, and we'd love to hear what that's like. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that was actually the first place I went. I used my community resource textbooks, and then I was looking at other grants that had been accepted by various organizations, just to see what the language was, what is required to put into the document. And then it was a lot of drafting and editing. Um, my teacher, Heidi, also did have some input and would give me some notes and like, hey, let's tweak this a little bit. Um, and I did spend countless hours pouring over public records for the West Dallas Fire Department. So I understood how they worked, who was on the team, where their money came from, and how we could best organize and set up a new bridging program. Wow, so it sounds like a lot of foundational work and really knowing what you want to, what you want to create. Exactly. A lot of research and, and then putting it into practice. And so how did you land the job after? Were they were like, oh, you wrote the grant, here you go. Or did you like slide your name in there? How did that work? Um, yeah, that's actually kind of how it went. <laughs> um, the grant was accepted and I got a call and some emails that, congratulations, it was accepted. And now we need someone to run the program that you wrote. So in essence, I wrote and designed my own job and I didn't know it at the time, but it was this huge blessing of everything I wrote and planned out, now I'm in charge of. It was awesome. I've never heard of an NDTR that had that opportunity and it just, it took off. It was awesome. <laughs> Thing. Yeah, I have not heard of that too, but it's so encouraging to hear about that, to know that that is a possibility for DTRs to start off with their own program, essentially, if they have their cards drawn right. So what does your job, what, what did you write for yourself? What does your job entail? Um, so with some changes, we 
focused on the Milwaukee community and the college um, providing nutrition education, one-on-one -on -one counseling, partnering with multiple food pantries, food banks, and then making food the priority because this was during the pandemic. And there are so many students in the community that had limited access to begin with prior to the pandemic. So now it was really just this, this center of the work. Um, and I did have additional students that were currently in the program that worked as uh, student workers. So they also gained experience and we just had this small team. We were servicing 35,000 students. We had 600 students in our tier one group that could receive more direct communication from us. Presentations, education, recipe videos. Um, and then we started to get more involved with the marketing team and advertising so that we could continue growing and expand on our services. Wow, so is this the program, is it still going and is it specifically for students? Yes, um, it's currently in a difficult position because it was grant funded. The grant ended in January and now the school is working to kind of reposition funding and establish that permanent budget so that that program can continue, but also grow to include more mental health, uh, student housing, because it's not just your nutrition that's important, but also can you show up? Can you be a, a healthy student? Do you have childcare needs? It's, it's so much more that it's enveloping into, and I'm so glad that I had a part in it. Yeah. That's it's so true. When you're dealing with nutrition and especially in a community aspect, you have to be aware of like the world doesn't center around food. Unfortunately, there's other things that are involved. So that it sounds like it was an amazing experience. And we're going to go back to the tutoring soon. So if you're listening for the tutoring, we're getting there. But I want to ask you have a lot of um, sounds like opportunity and, and experience working in the academy through Minnesota and Wisconsin. What, what were the, those experiences like and how did you get connected with those? Yeah, um, again, that was with my teacher and then coworker, um, Heidi Cotty. She, again, just, she knows all this stuff. She has so many connections and she'll kind of tag me along and it's so great to be part of it. Um, we shared about the work we did, the grant that was written how the program started, where it was developing into, all the ins and outs of the program, and then our hopes for not only the college in that community, but expanding around it. Um, MATC actually has five school locations. So we're working at the central downtown location and we want to include every campus. So that's kind of what we shared at the manned Minnesota uh, annual conference yeah and then the Wisconsin you get the new product logo what was that about how did you find that connection was it through Heidi as well <laughs> no um so I had seen an email that they had this 
kind of first ever create a logo and the winner will have their logo put on the merchandise limited access or i'm sorry limited edition and i thought why not you know it might be fun maybe i'll end up winning and i did <laughs> so it was unexpected but i think sometimes you just have to take those little steps and see maybe it's a good fit for you maybe it'll turn into a better opportunity down the road but it was just it was a fun experience yeah that that is so cool i those emails come and i like sometimes you read them but it's when you take when you respond to them it's cool to see that you actually won and you're able to do the logo so the other the other one i want to dive into is what you're doing with the DTR exam. How did you find that opportunity and what, what are you doing there? Um, again, that was through Heidi. She's an amazing contact. Um, she said, Pearson View CDR is looking for qualified people that have passed the exam that are competent and can keep you know, the, the heart of the content confidential. Um, would you be willing? Are you available? If so, follow up. And it was a small group of other NDTRs where we discussed some elements, gave our feedback, and it was a two-day meeting. Um, we did earn some continuing education credits. So that was awesome. Yeah. you know, <laughs> some time for some credits, I'll take it. It was, it was very interesting to hear the, all the ins and outs, understanding how things work, what goes into it, the amount of people that work on these exams and the amount of time that they spend on it is tremendous. I mean, I, I can't share too many details about it, but understanding how fully involved it is really gave me a better idea of how important this exam is. Yeah, that's refreshing to hear because a lot of times, I mean, personally, I'm guilty of when I think about these exams, I'm like, oh, why do they make them so hard? Why is like, I just want to like start working and be credentialed. But it's good to take time to like appreciate what they're trying to do with these exams, which is put out qualified people to, you know, do nutrition coaching exactly. and all of that. So let's go back to the, the, the topic of, I feel like this whole podcast is what you're doing with, with tutoring. How did that come about and what made you decide to do that for students? Yeah, um, our school had a need for a dietetics tutor. Um, and because of the pandemic, I was able to do it virtually, which is so convenient, um, especially with kids in its summer. So I organized all my notes and I put it into a digital format. So if I have a student that's struggling more so with a topic, I can share a handout or we can do a whiteboard together, uh, share some videos. And it's just more of a hands-on virtual approach. Mm -hmm. um, we meet currently twice a week um, in the evenings after their work hours are done. So try to make it accessible for people. Yeah. So how is that 
how has that process been? Have you been able, have you been tutoring long enough to see your uh, students take the exam, pass the exam? Um, I have one that is gearing up to take it and the others are, they're still getting over that test anxiety. So we're working on test taking tips and strategies and understanding that it's very important to read the question carefully and dissect some of the distracting points to it and, and really focus on what the question is asking and then um, process of elimination with the answer options. And doing that just a few times, they come to the answer much more quickly. Mm, yeah, those tips, you hear them a lot, but I really feel like you gotta practice them and like really focus on using them. So thank you for bringing those up. And so if someone's listening, and they are interested in, in getting a tutoring. Do you do tutoring for students outside of the school that you attended? I have been thinking about it um, with all my other, I guess, projects. I'm, I mean, if I have people that are interested, absolutely. I did set, set up a Fiverr account for tutoring, um, but I don't know if it's still active because I hadn't gotten responses on it, but I do have my email if people want to reach out and set up a time um, that is available. Okay, so you want to email if you want to get tutored by Becca, send her an email and I'll put the email down in the um, little comments. And can they reach you on Instagram as well or do you just want the email? Um, I am on Instagram. Um, I think email for tutoring opportunities would be a little easier for me to navigate to sift out you know, what you're here for. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So email only do not slide into this DM for <laughs> tutoring. <laughs> and so you have that and you're doing that to the school, but you also have this new endeavor of starting a private practice. Tell us about that. What decided you to, what your appetite with that area of nutrition? Yeah. And um, that is elevated nutrition. I always wanted to get my nutrition degree and then go into private practice. That was always in the back of my mind. I think preventative nutrition is the key to long-term sustainable health. Um, so I do have meal plans that are still being developed and finished, tweaked, um, but my website is up and running. I have my services listed, some things I do local, like grocery store tours or fridge and pantry, you know, makeover. We're gonna look and see what you have and learn about the nutrition label, why you should or should not indulge in certain things in order to get to your goal. Um, I do have some freebies on there and then also local resources that you can take advantage of regardless of where you live. That's awesome. I'm super excited to see that roll out. I have to like go look at that website. I wasn't aware that it was up and running already. That is really, really exciting. And so what is your hope? What is your hope with that private practice? Like what is your goal with that in the long term? Do you know? Long term. Um, I would love to do that full time and then, you know, meet with people either in person or virtual for nutrition counseling work with them on establishing 
their health, their goals, reaching them. But then ultimately, I want people to learn and have the tools where they don't need to depend on me. You know, I want you to gain what you need and then be good on your own and not feel like you need to have this continuing service that tells me that I've done my job correctly. Yeah, that preventative, like lifestyle changing. Yeah, that sounds like you really love what you do and you're really going to work, work with your clients well. And so you have the DTR credential, but you also have the certified holistic nutritionist. So what was your purpose in, in achieving that credential as well? Yeah, that is through AFPA, um, American Fitness Professionals and Associates. Um, I completed that online in just a handful of months. I wanted to supplement my degree with more natural nutrition, um, natural herbs, remedies, things of, of that realm, rather than depend on having to take supplements for everything. But what can we achieve through proper nutrition long-term? Um, and it's very fascinating when you learn more about that in depth and just how nutrients react in the body and how they complement each other. So having that addition to my degree was just kind of the cherry on top. Yeah, that's a good reason to, you know, getting other credentials to expand the scope, I think is a good, good idea. I just did a podcast on it um, recently, but I, I have to ask because you have the DTR and then you have this other credential that you got online in a few months. And a lot of times they're like the DTR definitely is like the standard just above, just below the RD credential or, you know, with the RD credential. So did you notice a difference in, can you speak to that? Is, is the certified holistic nutritionist like the same as the DTR? What were the differences? Do you find that the DTR is more valuable or vice versa? Yeah, they're definitely different. Um, DTR, I would say trumps the holistic nutrition certification in many areas. Um, the holistic certification, it went over things so quickly and because it's self-study, it's at your own pace. So it's up to the individual to study and dig deeper. Um, so if I were to rely on that, seeking out an individual who is, you know, sharing a meal plan and they only have that credential or certification, I might feel a little less confident because the NDTR provides so much information and hands-on classroom, clinical, supervised hours, but they pair together well, but separately, not so much. <laughs> so what you said, the cherry on top, sounds like that's what it was. It was a great addition to what you have just to make it a little bit more visually pleasing or you can go in a little more depth as you were explaining. So makes sense, makes sense. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Thank you for explaining that. And so I wanted to ask with your experience being a DTR and working with the academies and the tests and the, the community grant you did, what has been your experience with diversity um, working with the clients you've worked with or DTRs, however you want to interpret that? Yeah, um, I would say more so with community nutrition, you are involved with and working with more people. And um, so 
the diversity in that just naturally comes and the clientele and the population. As far as diversity in the classroom and within the credential itself, the more plugged in you are to your network, the more you see the diversity that's there. Um, maybe for some, you have to search it out a little bit more. And for others, maybe you just don't see it, but it's definitely there and it's growing. Um, one of my classmates, she is a certified personal trainer and she also has the NDTR credential and she is growing her business. Um, I have shared her name with you previously. So hopefully she'll be on the podcast at some point, but she, I mean, she's a people person, but seeing her growth and her passion for helping people and then also being a person of color is just, I mean, we need that. So I, I love seeing it, seeing the growth and then just the inclusivity that goes with it. Yeah. I, the, what you said about, you can find it if you look, uh, is really, is a, is well said, I will say, um, cause it is there. You just have to know again, where to find it. And you have had a lot of opportunities with the Academy and working closely um, with these higher, with the organization that kind of governs the test and, and the dietetics. So how, what value have you found in, in being a part of the um, Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics? Um, with that, I would say it's definitely the network of tapping into it, connecting with people, sending messages, or just kind of checking in on, on their work and their progress, what projects they're involved in. And maybe you want to get to that point too. And so partnering, what can you do to work on something together? Or how can you establish that program in your own community and having that conversation? That has been tremendous in growth and just observation. That networking comes up every time I talk to someone on Spotlight. You got to network. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Well, well said. So is I want to ask last question for you, Becca. What resources have been very helpful for you or, or things you want to share with, with the NDTR audience? Oh, aside from resources, um, like directly from the classroom, using LinkedIn to gain that network. And then, gosh, you know, I've assembled some of my own in a handout in regards to studying for the CDR exam. But I mean, it really depends on where you wanna go with your career, where you're heading and how you plan to get there. So again, networking, how are other people doing it? What can you implement in your life and your career? Um, and then always, continuing learning, you know, you're tracking those CEUs, but then additional reading, workshops, learning, just everything is continued. <laughs> Putting yourself out there. Yes. Well said, well said. And then is there anything you want to share with the NDTR audience before we close out? Um, gosh, I guess keep checking back. My site will be open. Um, more so in the coming months. If you're interested in tutoring, send me an email. And if you are studying, you're still in school, 
there will be hard days, but believe in yourself because you can get through it. So encouraging. I loved it. Thank you so much, Becca, for your time and for everything that you're doing for this field as an NDTR. Again, email her, email her, email her if you want tutoring. She's the only NDTR I know who's doing it, so I will hype her up as much as I can. And um, check out that website. Thank you so much for watching. Please hit that like, subscribe button, follow on Instagram. It's good to know that you guys are enjoying the content we're putting out. And we'll see you in our next podcast.